Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Welcome back to Indestructible Wealth, you guys. And I know that uh, for those of you that are in the markets, either the crypto or the stock market, you're very concerned because it's been a bloodbath. Wow, incredible carnage in those two markets. I think this is great. I'm actually kind of excited. I mean, my portfolios have dropped substantially. Um, but the good thing is that if you follow me, you know that I preach asset allocation, I preach cash flow investing assets. And so I only had a, a pretty small percentage. I mean, between stocks and crypto, I might have maybe 15, 20% of my investable dollars in. The rest of it is in cash flow producing assets. So although it really hurts, I mean, it's been painful, jaw-dropping, painful numbers. A sea of red every day for the last you know, couple of weeks. But I want to explain and set up why is this happening and then what you should potentially do about it. Most of this has to do with what's happening with the Federal Reserve and inflation. The Fed printed a lot of money. Since 2020, 40% of all the money printed in US history has happened since March of 2020. Why are they doing that? Why are they printing money? Well, they started doing it back in 2008 to save the banks. The Federal Reserve started printing more money to give banks the liquidity or the cash that they needed to be able to stay in business. If they hadn't stepped in and done that, we could have seen a widespread failure amongst banks, and that would have been a total collapse of the U.S. economy. We were on the verge. It was close, but it didn't happen. And so since that time, now the U.S. economy is addicted to federal stimulus. It's like crack. When you're a crack addict and your supplier <laughs> threatens to cut off your supply, what are you going to do? You're addicted to it. You're probably going to panic. And that's exactly what's happening in America today. We are addicted to the supply and the endless money printing, and we're like crack addicts. So when the Fed threatens they don't actually do it, but they threaten to raise interest rates substantially. The mere threat of that is causing this panic and investors are selling off what they consider riskier assets, which would be tech stocks and crypto. Now, even safe crypto assets have plummeted and even safe stocks, really strong blue chip stocks have plummeted as well. Now, will the Fed actually follow through and raise the interest rates at the rates of which they have talked about or threatened to raise them? I would say almost undoubtedly, the answer is no, they will not do that because they do not want to be known as the people, aka the Federal Reserve team, that absolutely crashed and collapsed the US economy. What they are trying to do is with their threats, they knew that the stock markets and the risk assets would drop. They're utilizing that drop to help combat inflation. So this is the Fed's only tool that they have is to either raise rates or threaten to raise rates 
because they realize if they raise rates substantially, then we're going to see a collapse of absolute gigantic proportions. They just simply don't have the stomach to do that. So what they're trying to do is be able to get inflation, which is operating at really high levels. Of course it is. There's massive amounts of money printed. On top of that, we have incredible supply chain disruptions. So we have a reduction in supply, which is causing, of course, an increase in prices across the board. So that's one main reason that assets are dropping like a rock right now. I 100% believe, and the reason I'm buying right now, I'm buying these assets that are on sale because I don't believe that the Fed is stupid. The Fed knows what they're doing. This is their playbook. The key is absolutely keep calm, be optimistic, enjoy the move upwards, which is going to happen towards the second half of the year. Probably won't start until uh, at least July, but maybe later in the year. But we will see a melt up in asset prices once everybody realizes that the Fed was completely full of shit. Now, the other thing that's happening in the crypto market that you should be aware of is what's called over leveraging. So there's programs and I've talked about them and I've urged you to use caution if you do use them where you can borrow against your crypto. So for example, Nexo, Celsius, those are great platforms where if you want to raise cash, you want to get some cash back out to use for something else, you don't have to sell your crypto in order to get that cash, that liquidity. You can borrow against it and pull that cash out. And as I explained on a previous podcast, Nexo had me cashed out the next day. Now, if you're utilizing a lot of leverage to, and you're utilizing more than I recommend, I said maybe 20%. I went up to like 30%, I think on the high end of the total value of the crypto at the time that I borrowed out. The problem is if the asset drops quickly, then the exchanges are going to do what's called a margin call. What that means is that your price of your asset that you've borrowed against has dropped too low against or versus the amount that you've borrowed out. It's called a loan to value ratio. For example, if your crypto's at $100 and you pull out $65, that means you're at a 65% loan to value ratio. Now, if that crypto draws down to 65 or even 80, then what the exchange is going to require from you to protect themselves so that they don't lose money, they're going to require you to buy more of that asset or to close out and pay off your loan. So what happens though, if you're the type of person, a degenerate gambler that borrowed against your crypto, maxed it out as much as you could get, you maxed out 50 or 60%, whatever the max was that the exchange allows you to do. And then you took that and you bought more crypto with it. Oh shit. <laughs> really fucking stupid. I mean... You are an absolute degenerate gambler of the highest level when you do things that are this risky and speculative in nature. I hope none of you did this. You're in for an absolute bloodbath because as your asset draws down, then they're going to do a margin call. And if you don't have the cash, which you probably don't to be able to pay off the loan, then they're going to liquidate the rest of your crypto in order to be able to pay off that loan. Wow. That means you're going to lose, you'll lose everything that you had in that when you get liquidated. 
Well, what happens when thousands of people across the board bought on margin, bought on with lending money, not their own real dollars, but borrowed money. This is an incredible, incredible, uh, it's almost like a domino effect where it just keeps getting worse and worse. And you just, more and more people get liquidated. That creates additional downward selling pressure, which is going to cause a quick crash in prices is what we've seen. Those are the situations that are going. Is there fear about you know, the war in Russia and Ukraine? Yes. Is there uh, fear about the supply chain disruptions? Yes. But the most uh, impactful events that are causing these drops are what I've already said. The top two are the Fed and buying on margin, too much margin buying. So this is causing an absolute cataclysmic drop. And here's what I have to tell you, okay? The key to building long-term sustainable wealth is to buy great assets and hold them for long periods of time, typically with at least a five-year time frame, sometimes forever. The key to building long-term sustainable wealth faster is to buy great assets at fantastic prices and hold them. Right now, assets are absolutely on sale. I mean, not just regular assets, but we're talking great assets. There's great companies that are gushing free cash flow and have amazing growth prospects over the next decade in hyper growth industries that are right now 50 to 75% off, some even more. So in this week's podcast, in this episode, I'm going to give you my number one favorite buy right now for stocks. I'm putting in $20,000 or more just into this single stock alone, which is pretty rare for me to go that big on one stock. So definitely want to hear about this particular stock. Okay. Think about and think to yourself, for those of you that were an investor or had some cash back in 2008, I know some of you were still in diapers and some of you were in preschool and some of you were in high school and you didn't, you didn't care. (laughs) All you cared about was what you were doing that weekend and you couldn't wait to get out of class. So let's be honest, you were not in a position to be able to invest. But those that were back in 2008, then think back and remind yourself what you've said to yourself many times since then. Why didn't I buy more stocks when they dropped so low? We didn't buy because we were scared, me included. Uncertainty was the major theme. And maybe you tried to time the bottom and then you missed it and it bounced right back. Now, I did buy a little bit after 2008 plummet, but um, not anything substantial. So This happened to me trying to time the bottom in the March 2020 COVID-induced sell-off. You know, the stock market dropped like 30% in a very short period of time when the threat of COVID was starting to become real. I was absolutely locked and loaded, ready to fire away and buy great companies that weren't going anywhere that were 50% off. Companies like Ford and Cisco, who, uh, you know, where are those companies going? I mean, they've lasted 100 years. They're gushing free cash. They were on sale half off, but I knew the market was going to go a bit lower. So I waited and waited and waited, and then I missed it. The bottom hit, boom, popped back up, and I thought it was going to keep dropping. So are we at the bottom right now? Honestly, eh, probably not. I think we have a bit more room to drop. I think the NASDAQ is going to test the 11,200-day moving average. And when it hits that, it probably will bottom out there. It may drop just a bit below, but I don't think it's going to go too much more below that. After today's and last few days, enormous drops, I've been busy putting buy orders in. I'm buying incredible future-oriented companies that I've been researching for months. Now, I put a research report together that outlines 15 stocks 
that I think are absolutely mispriced, incredibly lower than what they should be valued at today. These are what I'm getting is deals, great companies at, at incredible prices that have awesome growth potential over the next decade. Now, you want to get a copy of that report. Come on. I mean, you know, you guys got to pay for this one. I, I give out so much free content here, but <laughs> I got to draw the line when I spend, you know, 20 grand and, and multiple, multiple days to buy the research to then give to you. Okay. So this report will be released with my new book, Building Indestructible Wealth. It's due to launch, you know, anytime now. I'm just waiting for the final sales copy pages to be put up, but I'm saying within the next week of when you're listening to this. I'll also share how I'm dollar cost averaging and placing limit orders. So you'll definitely want to do these same two things. Now, if you follow my platform at all, you know, listen to any of my podcasts, which I have, what, 75 star reviews out of 70, then you know it's been rare when I've talked about or promoted stocks. I mean, I think I've maybe done four or five episodes total. I simply didn't like the risk reward ratio. Stocks were priced really high compared to earnings and some were even priced at a hundred times annual sales. That's insane. No surprise, those stocks came crashing down extremely hard, harder than any other companies that we're seeing. So we can scoop up great companies that five years from now will be celebrating our courage that we bought into market weakness and sold eventually into market strength. So I'm going to dive into my number one pick for stock to buy on the dip. Have you ever sold a home before? <laughs> if yes, then you know it's probably one of the worst processes in the entire world. I mean, I'd honestly much rather go down to the DMV than to try to sell a house. It takes forever, usually about three months to close a sale. It costs a lot. Agent fees, staging and closing costs, and selling concession fees often take more than 10% of the home sale price. It's overly complex with an average of six parties per one home sale. And it's terribly volatile. About 20% of potential transactions fall through due to inflexible timelines, financing delays, and buyer backouts. I think that this is probably selling a home, one of the single most inefficient retail processes in the entire world today. And why is it so inefficient? Well, the real estate market is still stuck in the stone age. If you remember, buying electronics used to be inefficient. You had to get in your car, drive down to Circuit City or Best Buy, fight through crowds of people, talk to a sales rep, sit in a checkout line, pay for the item, go back home. Then along came Amazon, a company that centralized, streamlined, and simplified the shopping process with a single e-com platform. Buying electronic items became as easy as opening an app, searching for the product, and tapping buy. Amazon leapfrogged shopping into the digital era and in so doing, dramatically improved the experience. Wayfair has done the same thing in the home goods sector. In fact, I just saw a tab open on my computer from my wife on Wayfair just a couple days ago. Carvana has done the same in the automobile world, and Chewy is doing the same thing for pet care. Across all these platforms, the retail shopping processes are being modernized, digitized, and optimized for consumer convenience except in the home shopping world where less than 0.1% of homes sold are sold online. So the real estate market is trapped back in absolute stone age, but it won't be forever. One of the single best stocks to buy for the entire 2020s may be Open Door. Simple as open, O-P-E-N. 
So for those of you unfamiliar, Opendoor is the world's largest iBuyer. The company uses technology and data science to virtually buy homes from sellers. It then uses that same approach to sell those homes to prospective buyers. I love this business model. I think it's genius because it dramatically improves the hated archaic home shopping model. So Opendoor makes the experience cheaper, faster, easier, simpler, more convenient, and more reliable. From a consumer advantage perspective, Opendoor is creating a superior way to buy and sell homes. It's the future of home shopping. Think about this. It's cheaper because they have a 5% flat transaction fee. It's faster because they can accurately price a home in minutes and sellers can close the deal super fast. It's easier because it allows us to literally sell their home from their mobile phone with just a few clicks. Simpler because you're just dealing between you, the seller, and the buyer open door. It's more convenient because it allows you to choose your close dates and escrow periods, giving you flexibility to move in your own time. And it's more reliable because their offers are all cash. The transactions never fall through because Open Door fails to qualify. Okay, this it just doesn't happen. Once they give you an offer, it's good. Okay, so this is why I think that this is an early stage Amazon of houses. And I'm not concerned at all about profits. Open Doors has a positive gross and earnings margins. The company is still very early days of its growth. It takes a 5% commission on every transaction and also earns money on the home price appreciation through its incredible algorithm that helps it to buy smart. So even in a down market, Open Door has enough cash, over $2.5 billion worth, to weather some near-term turbulence. It's also worth mentioning that the housing market has a very strong upward growth trending bias. It tends to go up. About once a decade, it does go down. And when it does, the downturn tends to be very short-lived. They also take a long time to play out. So Open Door won't be holding the bag because they move most of their product off their books in 90 days. So a bad housing market will not stop open door. And lastly, the team is incredible. More than 30 of the company's employees hail from Amazon, 30 from Alphabet, 20 from Apple, 20 from Facebook, six come from Square, a dozen from Microsoft and from a dozen from Twitter. I mean, these are incredible, incredibly smart engineers, data scientists, execs of the world's biggest and most successful tech companies. So this team is second to none. This company is building the future of the real estate market with a genius business model that should produce enormous profits at scale. So long-term, this could be a 100 billion plus company, conservative modeling of 5% market share and a 28 times exit or price to earnings multiple. You have, the buy, you have the opportunity to buy a future 100 plus billion dollar company for less than 5 billion worth right now. So that's the, it's worth 5 billion, but it's gonna go to 100 plus billion. So that's 20x. That's a 20x growth from where we're at today. So now, how do you protect yourself buying into a crazy bear market that keeps dropping? Number one, use a limit order. This is essentially a way to put in the maximum price you'll pay for the stock. If you use market order, you're always going to pay the highest price. So let's look at Open Door. Right now, as I record, it's trading for $5.28. It's already dropped 12% just today. I put in a limit order for five and see if there's a seller that wants to sell to you for five bucks. If you put in market price, you're going to pay 530 to 540 per share, probably, almost certainly. 
So if the stock doesn't fall further and there are no willing sellers at five, then it will just expire at the end of the trading day. Or you can set it to be good until canceled, which means there'll be an offer on the table that won't go away unless you cancel it yourself. So I like Fidelity for those of you that don't have an online trading account that you have open to be able to trade stocks. I think it's much better than Robinhood, a lot more um, options, especially to, to be able to do options, which is a really great way to play the stock market with a cash flow type of situation. I did a podcast on options just a few episodes ago. So you, you want to learn how to create cash flow from the stock market, which can really help lower your risk, then that's an awesome episode for you to, to listen in on. The other play I recommend is dollar cost averaging. So this is essential in a market with downward momentum. So this is where you're saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to commit $5,000 to buy in this stock or $1,000 or $500, whatever it is. But I'm going to break it up into multiple purchases. So if the stock should continue to drop after I purchase it, I'm going to continue buying at lower prices which will lower my average cost per share. Now we do this because we can't time the bottom of the market and it protects us should we buy and then it drops further, okay? So for example, if I buy with half of my funds right now at a price of say 525 and open door falls to 425, then if I buy the other half to be all in with my total of 5,000 bucks, I now own the stock at an average price of $4.75. That lower price helps protect my downside. And when the market recovers, I'll be that much more in profit. Now, of course, it could backfire. You could buy and the stock just goes up from here. So now you're buying it at a more expensive price as you dollar cost average. And that's, of course, the chance that you have got to take. But I think it's especially worth it when we're just keep seeing a sea of red. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a good time to do a dollar cost averaging. Okay. So any questions on this, uh, fire away, you guys, I hope this helps you, but, uh, I'm buying right now. I'm buying carefully, but I'm absolutely buying great companies at incredible discounts. If you want my report with all my crypto picks and all my stock picks, I've done incredible amounts of, I mean, we're talking days and days of research, combing through reports, looking at what everybody's saying. What are they agreeing on? You're going to be able to get these two reports. I think they're going to be like 30 bucks each. You can kind of add them on to your cart when you buy my book. And uh, they're going to give you a great starting point to work on, to be able to buy smart when you're buying into this dip. And then at the end of the day, guys, you got to buy it, sit it, forget it. Don't stare at your accounts. It could get uglier. I know it. You know, it's very possible, but trying to time the bottom is a fool's game. Don't try to do it. Just think, zoom out. Where are these assets going to be in five years, 10 years? They're going to recover. Things are going to march on. Economy is going to move on. Inflation is going to get under control. We're going to be back in five years, 10 years. These things are going to be up substantially. So, I get it in the short term. It could be scary. It could be painful. But I think that these are the times where we act with courage. The most amount of wealth is made when you buy in down markets. You make your money when you buy, not when you sell. These are my thoughts. I hope this helps. Hit me up with any questions. Talk soon. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. 
Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.